Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Finding the right cleat can be transformative. Believe me, I've worn plenty during my career. So getting the right balance is crucial. The cleat needs to feel good on your foot, but also feel good connecting with the ball. The New Balance Furon 7 Plus is built with both of those points in mind, offering overall comfort and precise striking in the game's fastest moments. Because, as I learned the hard way, because I didn't possess much of it, speed matters in soccer. That's why the Furon 7 Plus is built for accuracy and precision at rapid pace and is engineered specifically for use on firm ground. Why is this the ideal cleat, I hear you ask? Well, not to get too scientific, but the Furon 7 Plus offers a lightweight yet supportive hypo-knit with mesh lining upper construction and is paired with offset lacing for a truer strike of the ball, which is a long way of me saying that your game will immediately get better when these are on your feet. Learn more and purchase the Furon at NewBalance.com. To attacking third, I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host Lisa Carlin, NWSL analyst and broadcaster. On this episode, we have a special interview ahead of the 2023 Women's World Cup. So be sure to follow, download, and subscribe to Attacking Third for all your U.S. Women's National Team and World Cup news wherever you get your podcast. Today, we welcome San Diego Wave FC and United States Women's National Team defender headed to her first World Cup, Naomi Girma. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. We're happy to have you back on. I don't I don't know if you remember, but a long time ago when you were first drafted, we got to chat with you. While I you remember. Were <laughs> you got the news while you were in England. We're like, oh, we get to talk to Naomi Girma. And the time has uh, really flown since then and uh mm-hmm. you are in a very exciting time of your career congratulations on going to your first world cup has has that settled in for you quite yet um well thanks um yeah it's been a crazy just like ramp up right now but um yeah i think um after getting the call i was just like so excited and um like just so happy to be able to share this with my family um they've been there for me the whole way so um yeah it was just such a special moment for us and for me and I'm so excited to be heading to my first world cup congratulations for sure are in order when we talked to you right after you were drafted so about like almost two years ago a year and a half ago you were at a museum when you got the call I want to know where were you when Black Wananowski gave you this (laughs) call that you were going to the World Cup (laughs) I was in a much more normal setting I was at we just finished training I was at San Diego facility um 
so yeah I was not off in another country doing um, with my friends <laughs> so then after you get this call and you're at the training facility a little bit more normal now that you're a professional athlete what did you do next who did you call did you, who was around you what was the next step after you hung up the FaceTime so uh, no one was in the locker room um which so I like had a mini like celebration to myself and then I um tried to do a group FaceTime with my family but nobody answered <laughs> so I was still just celebrating with myself <laughs> and, then, and then finally like my brother was like did someone just we've never done a group FaceTime by the way so like no one no one knew what was happening and um then I just like called my mom and called I called everyone individually and they were all so excited Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why they didn't answer initially. Yeah, I know. Like, they were like, this, "This has to be. A, this is a mistake. Like, we don't do this." <laughs> so funny. Oh my goodness. And then that's so funny, just considering your kind of trajectory to to this point. I mean, since the start of 2022, you've, you know, you've already earned 15 caps with the senior national team. You've you've had a quick rise to kind of fill a center back role here with the team over the course of of the last 18 months or so, or two years. When when did you, did it ever settle in? Was there ever a moment where you're like, had the realization where, hey, there's a real possibility for me to try to make this roster and go to a World Cup? Yeah, I mean, I think that was like always the goal, just being brought in last year. And I think, um, you know, when you're coming into camps, right, in a World Cup cycle, like that's what, that's what we're preparing for. Um, and I think as soon as I started getting more caps, feeling more comfortable with the team, I started to realize that was a possibility and started doing everything I could to prepare. Um, so, yeah, I think um, it's always been a dream and um, starting to get called in on the start of 22, I think really helped set me up and that I had that like ramp up of like learning the way we play, learning, you know, getting in with the group, getting in with the team, the culture, um, and then feeling comfortable now come 2023. You got the build up. You you ultimately get the call. You finally get a hold of your parents and, and your brother to to celebrate with them. But now you've got to pack. You've got to get out the suitcase, figure out what's going in it. Um, and and you're going to Australia and New Zealand where it's winter there. How do you possibly pack for the World Cup? Did you call any teammates, any friends, swap <laughs> packing lists? What happened here? I was deaf. Yes, I was texting. I asked Alex so many questions because like I don't even know where to start um like how many bags do I bring like what do I bring and Soap Smith we were going back and forth but I actually like I packed for New Zealand and Australia I didn't pack for Santa Barbara and San Jose which are have actually been really hot <laughs> so um yeah I'm definitely not the best person to ask that because I don't think I did the best job for those who are just listening to this as a podcast, Naomi's wearing a long sleeve shirt right now, and she is. <laughs> but in... it's cold in the hotel. It's always okay. Cold in the hotel, sure. So it's fair. It's fair. So I won't we'll, wear this out today. <laughs> we'll work on. We'll work on the packing list. But what's one thing in in packing or preparing for Australia and New Zealand that no ifs, ands, or buts? It's coming with you. You need to have this at the World Cup. Um. This is like my, for most uh, times when I leave my apartment, um, it's my Kindle. <laughs> um, yeah, always with me. Um, oh, if I forgot, it, I, I would have to order another one or have someone ship it to me. Like I wasn't, I'm not, I wouldn't make the trip without it. 
Wow. I love that. So what are you reading right now? Um, right now I've been reading, um, little like fantasy, like court of thorns and roses. I don't know if nice. you guys heard of it. It's like pretty popular right now, but, um, yeah. Yeah, that's been like going around. A few of us have been reading on the team, so it's fun because we're like, "Oh, where are you at? Where are you at?" Like, yeah, I love I love when that question comes up because you could sort of see already how like it's spread around the camp. Like everyone sort of picked it up already, and yeah, I have, I have a feeling that with all of the content that's been coming out around the World Cup and and the team, there might even be like fans who try to pick that up and read yeah. it alongside of you all um and another thing that we kind of already know that you'll probably have with you is rock and protein so we wanted to give you the opportunity to to tell us a little bit about your your partnership with them yeah i'm really excited about it um i just posted it on my socials and stuff but um i recently partnered with rock and protein and um yeah i mean i've had so many different protein shakes throughout my career and Finding one that um, I actually enjoy the flavor is um, really nice. Um, And um, I was just like joking that it's like the healthy version of vanilla. And I love vanilla and an out milkshake. Like it literally tastes so good. So um, like I enjoy drinking it after the gym, after I'm on the field. And um, yeah, it's been a great addition to my training regimen going into the world cup um i think going into this year i was definitely like what are things that i can um you know improve of my like off the field um recovery nutrition mindset all these things that i've been focusing on this year so um for me it was a no-brainer to partner with them and i'm really happy that um i get to announce it Rock and Protein has a number of different products, whether it's their energy, their builder, their recovery. Now, you just told us the vanilla is like an In-N-Out vanilla milkshake. So <laughs> I've got to try that one for sure. That's that's my favorite. But with all the different flavors, what's like your go-to combination, whether it's pre-training, post-training, day of recovery day, what's kind of your your Rock and Protein combination? Um, I'm I like post-training. Um, or like a little bit in the middle because it helps um, sustain energy. So um, yeah, my go-to is vanilla, um, like you mentioned. And um, yeah, I'm I like in general like post-training, like to take my protein post-training, um, and I just feel like it helps like kickstart the recovery process. Um, if it's an off day and I do some sort of like recovery and I feel like I need a little more then I think it also works great then I love that I'm I'm still just sort of fixated on the the mid but like the flavoring and the vanilla aspect of it all. it so, tastes so good like I'm I think not... I think that's the, I mean anything that you can get <laughs> where it's supposed to help with your with your health benefits but it also tastes like a milkshake I think is also kind of like cool so when <laughs> yeah, that's check 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 on across all the boxes um, speaking of checking off some some boxes, let's talk a little bit about uh, responsibilities on the back line. There's there's been a lot of discussion about uh, Becky Sauerbrunn and how unfortunately she won't be with the team uh, going forward in this in this World Cup. But uh, I wanted to ask you a question about conversations around around that because that's been really pretty much one of a big question we noticed that you all were kind of having to feel during media day and all that and while 
leadership can come in in many different styles and many different forms for you as a center back, as a defender, what have the conversations uh, been like just among the defender corps specifically uh, about how you all want to navigate leadership roles uh, moving forward to the world cup? Yeah, I think for us, it's, um, it's just knowing like next player up, you know, like we're going to have to step up and um, we're obviously very sad not to have Becky with us. Um, but like on the back line, but also just like for our team as a leader. Um, so I think it's us um, getting together and just making sure our unit is as strong as possible. Cause I think that sets our team the best or sets us up the best to, for success. So um, yeah, just like next player up, making sure that, um, you know, no matter where you're playing on the back line, you need to have a big voice. Like you're communicating to, we're communicating to each other, we're communicating to lines in front of us. So um, I think it's just like, um a part of the position so just making sure that we all get on the same page and we understand each other understand each other's tendencies and um just go from there looking ahead to the start of the world cup which is incredibly like days away it feels like this has really come up fast on us mm-hmm. uh, the united states is in group e so you will play against vietnam the netherlands and portugal two teams in vietnam and portugal that are debutantes in the world cup but netherlands a team that the united states knows very well especially from the 2019 world cup finals when the team gets together and and obviously this group has been named for a while now, several months. Um, and the preparation comes down knowing that it's one game at a time, one, one day at a time, uh, but to get out of the group stage, what's kind of like the team talk and, and preparation for this group E competition. I think it's exactly what you said, like one game at a time. Um, right now our focus is well, we're playing Wales on Sunday, but then our focus is like first match versus Vietnam. Um, and I think it's important to not look too far past that as players. I'm sure our staff is preparing for it all, but um, I think for us, it's just making sure that we're going into each game. Um, And, you know, Vietnam is a great team, high quality. So um, just knowing that and being prepared to get a result against them. So we know that there's been a lot of buildup to this World Cup and the team is currently in, in California this week. Uh, in ahead of this match against Wales, y'all had to participate in media day before heading to the Southern Hemisphere. Uh, you're back in your old stomping grounds in, in Stanford. Uh, the, we saw the team head out to to the MLS match against you know Galaxy versus San Jose. It's, there's been a lot of cool stuff coming out of, of this camp. We some of the content that you all have have shared. We've even got to see uh, an increase in TikToks coming out of the camps as well. It just sort of seems like there's a really good vibe right now around the team and this and this camp. It's important to make sure that you're taking a second to enjoy it all. Right. It is it is a journey. It is it is the experience. What what are some things for you right now that are already standing out is maybe those those moments for you that you know you're going to kind of keep with you uh, throughout the rest of your career? Yeah, I think what you said is exactly right. Like, it's been really good vibes in camp. Um, everyone's excited. Um, yeah, I think training has been good. Level's been high. And um, off the field, I feel like the group is really meshing well. Um, I think for me, um, going to the Earthquakes Galaxy game was really cool. Um, because so it was at Stanford and I used to go to that game growing up and cause there's like a big fourth of July, there's like a fireworks show after 
I'm pretty sure my team like scrimmaged on the field during halftime once. <laughs> so I think that was that was like a, definitely a cool moment to go back and um, be honored as one of the World's Cup members and a Stanford alumni. So that was a really cool moment um, for me and uh, for my Stanford teammates. So, um, yeah, I think there are many, many more to come. I'm sure the game in San Jose will be really cool. It's my first time playing um, with the U.S. and in California, actually. But like to have it in San Jose is really special. So, um, yeah, I think there will be many, many more to come. Well, that's very cool. And I, I love that for you. Bay Area native kind of returning and kind of getting to play this send-off match as you uh, get ready to go for your first ever World Cup. So maybe let's sort of close it out there. The The team is going to face off against Wales this upcoming weekend on Sunday in California. Maybe there's a little bit of anticipation for this game, whether it's for players or for fans to finally get a chance to see the team. I know the last time you and I spoke, you mentioned, hey, we haven't had a camp together since April, and now y'all are back together and going to get to play in a match before the World Cup. So what can fans expect uh, from you and the team in this send-off match? I think they can expect high energy. Like, we're excited to work, excited to um, play our send-off game. And, um, yeah, I think we're, I mean, we're excited to play in front of our fans one more time before we head off to New Zealand and Australia. So I think it's going to be a special moment. And, um, yeah. We're excited to get to it. <laughs> We're excited too. I know we'll be watching and cheering along the way and covering the team and everyone's performances throughout this match and the World Cup moving forward. But uh, we don't want to keep you too much longer. So that's all we've got for you today. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you, Naomi, for joining us on Attacking Third. Good luck in Australia and New Zealand to you and to the entire U.S. women's national team. Everyone, you can download, follow, and listen to us anywhere you get your podcast. You can watch us too. Subscribe to us on YouTube to get alerts for whenever we go live at youtube.com slash attacking. For Santa Herrera, Lisa Carlin, and Naomi Gurma. This was Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.